Hello and welcome back to another episode of Third and Goal. Uh, I, Dan, I've been away for a brief hiatus I missed last week. Um, but thankfully, the three of us, the band, are back together, as they say. Rob and Freddie joining me. How are you, gentlemen? Are you well? Very good, Dan. You? I'm very good. Rob? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Dan. Pleased to have you back. Mm. Good. Happy New Year's to you both. Hope you had a, a nice time. Did you get up to much? Well, I've got a heavily, heavily pregnant wife, so very, very little. Just uh, you had a TV. driver. You could go out and drink. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not quite. And uh, as you know, I've got COVID, so I am isolating all on my own. Got wild. of what is humanly possible to join us tonight. <laughs> yeah, drag myself off my deathbed. Well, we can see you laying on your deathbed, mate. It's not a pretty sight. <laughs> So, <laughs> the, the birthday suit wasn't needed. <laughs> uh, so, sorry, do you want me to put my t-shirt back on? I <laughs> uh, just had a camera off, overall. <laughs> um, but we sent in, guys. Obviously, I, I, I wasn't here. Uh, we did our normal picking of, of games each, and we'll go through those, I guess, in, in a sec and, and see where we are. Um, Rob's not trying to win the competition because he matched Fred with all three of his picks yet again. Um, so Rob's obviously quite happy coasting for now. Uh, Dan took it. Oh, I don't say Dan. I was going for the third Took a bit more of an adventurous route. Uh, one paid off, one didn't. So let's start with the Giants of Chicago. Rob, I wasn't there. Tell me why you was looking forward to that game. <laughs> I think nobody else was. As I explained in last week's pod, Dan, I was not looking forward to this game <laughs> one little bit. You have, have you? No, you haven't. Yeah. You're lying. <laughs> um, yeah, I wasn't looking forward to it one little bit. The reason I picked it was I know it sort of deviated from what the ethos around was picking a game was at the start of the season was to pick something that we were looking forward to but I was trying to pick a close game which I thought you guys would go any which way to try and confuse you so I could catch up in the predictions league so um, yeah no one I was looking forward to uh, in the end the Bears ran out comfortable victors 29-3 great job during the game by the Bears defence could be said they probably won the game for the Bears, uh, they produced turnovers on the first two Giants possessions. Their offense went on the field, and from those two turnovers, they got two touchdowns to go to a fourteen-nothing lead. Um, guess that's the ideal way to to play football. Your defense gets yep. a turnover, and your offense goes on the pitch and uh, and scores a touchdown. Um, throughout the game, they held the Giants to just three points, and they continued to play well on defense and kept giving their offence good starting field position. The Bears didn't allow a touchdown all game, which is the first time they've done that this season. They allowed a season low 151 yards. They registered a safety, generated four takes, four sacks, um, held the Giants to one of 11 on third down attempts as well. Uh, For the Giants, they've lost five straight now, all by double digits. Um, They completed just Four passes um, against the Bears, and they're averaging 10.3 points per game in the last seven games. When you look at 
their roster and the depth chart, they are literally struggling. Um, obviously, Saquon is back. Uh, he got plenty of carries, um, but he can't do it all in his own. And they've not got Daniel Jones. Um, Slayton didn't play. Shepard is out for the season. Darius Tony was ruled out. Game time decision just before. Uh, they had a couple of others. Their centre, he missed the game. Unfortunately, his wife, uh, she had a miscarriage. So, um, he missed some training sessions back in the last week and, and understandably didn't play. So they were without a lot of offensive pieces. Um, they're not a great team offensively to start with. And then when you take away the little bits that they do have, um, you can or <laughs> in 10.3 points per game. So I did, I thought, you know, the way the the way the Bears have played this season, I thought it could have been a bit of a toss-up, probably a game that, depending which team turned up for each side on the day, it could have gone either way. But, you know, in the end, Bears did a great job both sides of the ball and won comfortably. Yeah, I, you both predicted Bears. I would have predicted Bears, but try to win the competition rather than just go along. Dan, I'll just, I, I, you question Rob's um, like attitude towards this, but if you see someone doing really well at something, do you not think I want to copy those behaviours and like that will help me get out on top? I, I think Rob had the right idea, personally. I think it's a competition. I think Rob is five behind you, and how can he ever catch you up if he picks the same thing you do every week? He will finish <laughs> five behind you. Right? Well, he could still get second. Two, Two canoes going down a river, Fred. You can do whatever you like on them, but the distance between them is still going to be the same. <laughs> no, but he could get right. a second, couldn't he? Great. I actually, I, I chose first in this game, and I was hoping that Fred would go Giants. Um, so, it's lucky I didn't oh. go Bears because I wanted to. So, but I thought I'd try and spice it up a little bit as best we can because. It was the Bears against the Giants, and um, there wasn't a lot of spice in that game. But just on that, Joe Judge obviously came out and said, well, he's defended his time at the Giants, uh, and said, this ain't some clown show organisation. What did you make of that? Um, they could argue, they could argue they've been unfortunate with injuries this season to a degree, but... Then you're saying, oh, your star QB is out, but your star QB is not a star QB. Um, so I guess they, I guess what you're saying is I'm doing the best with what I've got. But for large parts of the year, the roster, they've had, you know, Golladay. I know Barkley, um, Barkley's been into it, but Barkley has been there for reasonable parts of it. Kadarius Tony, you picked him as a stud ride receiver. He's been very hit and miss. Um, you know, a stud rookie, so he's ride receiver, but he's been hit and miss. You know, I, I don't. It, it's clear, it's dreadful. They have been, yeah, was it Rob said 10.3 points offensively over the last six games? That's nowhere yeah. near good enough. No, not at all. And for me, it came about that he was saying that they're a better organisation than they were last year and improvements have been made, but they've got the same amount of wins, so they're not a better organisation than they were last year. Otherwise, they'd have won more games. And, and the whole phrase of clown show organisation, we're not one. You just sort of sit there and go, well, yeah, actually, you are. You signed Kenny Golladay for, well, what, about $560 billion when the guys probably weren't worth five. It's an awful office decision. Um, I don't know. It just seemed like 
a weird thing to put himself under the spotlight with. They're not a good football team. I don't believe they're a better football team than they are. Gettleman's certainly not helping. So, our the depth is so bad as well. Again. Yeah, it's dreadful. They've got the worst but, backup QBs in the league, probably. You know, yeah. even the Jets' backups have done a, pretty well. Bottom 8 10 starting QB. Hmm. You know? I don't know. It seems. Yeah, I think. Last year they got six wins. Seemed like there might be something there to maybe build upon, but I think you know Daniel Jones is sort of running out of time to to prove himself and not doing himself any favors. And when you look at last season, going six and ten without Barkley, could they have you know got a few more if he'd have played? But you know to win four games so far this season, and um, like Fred says, they have struggled horrifically with injuries, but. Yeah, I don't think what they did in the off-season was particularly inspiring, like you say, with the money that they decided to throw at Kenny Golladay. And, um, yeah, I just... I, I don't really see where the where the Giants go from here. They are I literally think, some of the... Sorry, Rob, sorry. No, I was just going to say, like, when you look at Darius Slayton and, you know, Sterling Shepard from fantasy football... You know, he can be a pretty solid shout sometimes. If they can stay fit, then, you know, with Golladay, Slate and Shepard, it's not great, but it's not horrific. But the problem is they all can't stay fit at the same time. And, yeah, I just, I don't know whether, um, you know, whether Dan Jones, Daniel Jones is going to be the answer for them long term either. So, like I say, I just don't know where they go from here. I think they're literally the sum of their parts as well. To be perfectly honest with you, and what I mean by that, even when Dan Jones does good things, he's let down so often by offensive penalties. So again, you could argue well, like, a lot of those good things are happening because of the offensive penalties they give away. You know, there's no part of that roster you look at and go, "Oh, well done." You know, they've done at least that part's done well. It's just the whole thing is so dreadfully put together. It is. But I can't see that there's a quick fix. Byron blowing it up, starting again. I really can't see a way out of it for them right now. They need to. Get rid of what they can, Barkley, if he's got any value left, I guess, and build on the, the O line and the D line and then work off of there and make them do it get some Anyway. Fred, on to your game. So you stuck with the NFC East and went for the um Philadelphia Eagles visiting the soon to be renamed Washington football team. Mm, I, good game. Um, <laughs> strange. I say good game. It wasn't the greatest game to watch, but uh, it was quite interesting from a few different perspectives. So the first one is that the Eagles start slow again. You know, this Washington team aren't particularly good for. They're not where they should be. They've got some good pieces. They're not where they should be, but they let them put up ten points in the first quarter, six points in the second, and the Eagles tend to go behind, even in games they win, and then play catch-up, which is quite a dangerous thing to do. But, you know, against someone like Washington, you can probably get away with it. I think the stat line for me betrays a little bit how well Heineke played in that first half. Heineke did pretty well. Um, you know, he was um, 
Eagles defense isn't isn't a terrible defense, but they just as I said they start so slow. From an Eagles perspective, it was a good win for the Eagles because the Eagles found another way to win. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, that they weren't heavily reliant on that running game, which usually they are. Usually you'd see Hertz maybe 120 yards in the air and then sort of 70, 80 yards. Then you've got sort of, you know, um, Boston Scott or, or, you know, one of the other running backs supporting them with 80, 90 yards alongside that. And obviously... He was leading the league in rushing for, I mm. think it's the last six weeks in a row. Yeah. So they've certainly improved it and, and been consistent with it. Well, absolutely. And this is what was so interesting. You know, Boston Scott was the top rusher with 47 yards. Hertz, 44. Jordan Howard, 26. You know, obviously missing Miles Sanders, um, you know, from, you know, from who'd usually be there. So, you know, they had to put the ball in the air a little bit. They did have to chase this game. Um, but it was impressive as to how they went about it, you know, because um, it was a bit of a slow grind. It took them a little while to get going. And and when, you know, it kicked a couple of field goals in the um, fourth quarter to sort of see it home, really. But it was a very different performance from the Eagles offensively to what we're used to. And it is nice to see it because actually when, you know, you you can rely on that running game a bit more and teams don't set up as well as uh, Washington did early on for them offensively. Um, the Eagles can be dangerous. I don't think they're a particularly comfortable side in the playoffs to face because, you know, they have got a sort of more old school way of going about things traditionally, but they've shown they can put the ball in the air as well. Um, Washington, I mean, yeah, this is <clears throat> petering out for them. I, I've got some sympathies. We've all talked about, you know, how it's gone wrong for them before. Um I think they need a QB. I think we'd all probably say they need a QB. I don't think Fitz will ever play for them, <laughs> you know, from the, from the point he stopped. Okay. Um, and Heineke's done pretty well. You know, he's not been a, a disaster at all. But, you know, the Giants would have killed for Heineke this year probably. But, you know, it's not not good enough as to where this team needs to be. Rob speaks, <clears throat> you know, Wax is lyrical about how good the receiving core could be. And they've got obviously good options uh, running the ball as well but it's just it's just not happening um for them and um I'm, I'm pleased the eagles won i'm pleased with the way the eagles won and they deserve you know deservedly in the playoffs it's been a tough season um but they've done you know they've done all right they have they secured their playoff berth as well with the win um even though they're in the seventh seed at the minute the, the niners are in six i think they they hold the tiebreaker over new orleans so Mm. Um, the only thing that will happen is they'll move up and the Niners will move out so two teams making the playoffs from the NFC East who saw that this time last year <laughs> hey, none of us I can guarantee that but the Eagles are, are going into the playoffs probably as one of the form teams at, at the seven running in there I'd say yeah, no, I'd agree with that. And um, they've got a very defined, clear way of playing the way they play their football, which can be a blessing and a curse, I guess, as well. But, you know, they know the sort of side they want to be in general. Um, you know, they, I guess you could argue the strength of schedule in the second half has allowed them to play a lot of average in a couple of poor teams, but they still still put those away and still got into a groove and um you know there's every chance the cowboys may you know may rest starters next week as well and they could go in with a another win which would make it five in a row wouldn't it for them if they beat the cowboys next week so um yeah i guess he was two and five yeah absolutely uh, they looked better than two and five for me as well at that point i don't know about you guys okay. but what did i say after week one when they beat the falcons i said this team will surprise people this season and I didn't think at that point that there'd be nine and seven at this mm. point. Um, 
and you know the you know the lost some games where they've looked atrocious they've won some games that they probably shouldn't look like they were going to win they've won some games comfortably um but yeah, I, I think they seem to attend the corner and Jalen Hurt seems to be playing uh, playing well <coughs> just see oh, what right. there was a lot of talk about whether this would be his last year whether they move on from him it mm-hmm. was real this is his chance to show himself and um Honestly, I think he's done okay, to be honest with you. Oh, he's done well. He's certainly earned himself next year and, and that bit of reprieve. No, I think he has. Mm. And, um, as for Washington, I, I, like, I, like I've said before, I don't think they're any mugs. They've got defence, um, although they've probably not shown it at, at times this season. And like Fred says, I think they're a quarterback short. You know, on Sunday, they didn't have uh, Antonio Gibson play for them. That will hurt them. They didn't have Logan Thomas play. That'll have hurt them. Um, was out. Yeah. So they're losing key key players each side of the ball. And they've gone into this season with, um, you know, no real idea of where they're going with quarterback long term. And I think that's something that had really held that organisation out. If they can get a good young quarterback in, um, then that'll give them something else to, to build around. Because I think there are pieces there on both sides of the ball for them to build something. Did you guys see what happened at the end of the game? Injury. Sorry, Fred. Oh, sorry, you're right. You're gone. I was going to get on to that in a sec. I was just going to ask yeah. on that. Call back in the injuries. Probably what? Two more wins for Washington? What they've got? Put them at eight and eight and put some smack in the middle of that playoff picture. Welcome. Um, you caught me off guard there because I don't know who the last two games are off the top of my head, Dan. Well, no, they're six and ten. I'm just saying if they had their injuries back and they had a... AJ Jalen Hurts type quarterback in there. Is that worth two games for them over the season? Oh, yeah, I think so. I think when you look at losing four points to the Eagles, I think they'd probably say if we had Gibson and we had Logan Thomas there, then we could have created enough to, to get four yeah. more points than what the Eagles did. Um, when you yeah. look, if they say if we had Chase Young in there, a defence, then a defence might be performing a lot better. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I think if you throw in a shall we say above average quarterback into that, then yeah, I think I think they'd have done done better than than what they have done this so far this season and they probably would be around, you know, eight and eight at this point. Yeah. Sorry Fred, I cut you off because I know you were coming on to what happened after the game. So Yeah. Oh it's just wild, wasn't it? I mean that could have ended hurt season friendly. It could have ended up with people being seriously injured. I mean fortunately I think there's been injuries yeah. but nothing Serious, but how you can have, you know, the metal fence collapse from probably eight, seven, eight foot high and almost, you know, literally crush the quarterback. I mean, that could have been absolutely disastrous. That is. Cameraman yeah. sat underneath it as well. What, sorry? Cameraman was sat underneath it. it yeah. Quite easily landed on him. Although, have you seen the video? Have you watched the cameraman? No, no. Oh, I have watched the video, but. No, I've watched the cameraman. When you watch the video, watch the camera makes the fence comes down and it misses his leg and so on. And as the people are being helped up, he swings his foot. He kicks out one of the guys that's come down off the railing for no reason. I don't know if they've had a to do before while he's been there. But as he's getting up, the cameraman kicks out of one of the people that's <coughs> just fallen out of the stadium. Um, which seems very bizarre. But yeah, when you watch it next, keep an eye on it. 
Oh, we'll do, yeah. He does, um, he, does take, he does take a swipe out at one of the guys. I don't know if there's any history between them. You know, he's supposed to be sat underneath him, shouting his ear, or I don't know. But he definitely takes a swing at one of the guys that's fallen out of stand. Um, and to follow up on that, I believe Jaden Hurts has actually wrote to the NFL and to Washington today about what, uh, or what sort of, I don't know, what sort of action or course of action they're going to take to ensure it never happens again. FedEx like, Fields, we mentioned for a while that it's been dated and worn in a few places and, and such like. So, yeah, I think there has to be some repercussions. Not necessarily repercussions, but there has to be foul safes in that put in place. Not only for the players, but there's fans. Okay, there was no kids there, but there could quite easily have been a kid leaning over to get an autograph that mm-hmm. Matt came down on. A six, eight-year-old. Um, we could have a very different story. The cameraman could have been directly underneath it, and he could have had the, the metal railing and the weight of eight people landing. Broke his neck, yeah. yeah. So, yes, okay, Jalen Hurts could have got injured, and it could have had all their ramifications, but away from the NFL superstars, there's general people's lives involved, and mm. them railing, surely a with the camera or something you'd have thought. So something's fouled somewhere. It needs investigating rather seriously, I'd say. But it was a lower tier as well, right? What if that's the top tier? Yeah. <laughs> if you look at the loss of life, there's no stories about it. Mm. So, well, I, I know the, the stadium there isn't great. And uh, mm. I understand from what I've read online is that the Philadelphia's, I don't know what radio station it is, 98.7 or whatever, um, who called the game live on radio, they decided not to go. And their reasoning was they'd not been to a few games this season that called it from uh, off-site monitors due to COVID yeah. reasons. But apparently on Sunday, it was nothing to do with COVID. It was to do that with Washington Stadium is a dump. And mm-hmm. apparently there was rain pouring into <clears throat> the press box as well. Um Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, we probably know Catherine's distance. Catherine, it's nothing personal, but the football team stadium stinks. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, as well, they come out yesterday in Washington, the 2nd of February, 2022. New name is being launched. Um, makes me wonder what the NFL are launching on the 1st of February that they need to cover up. Big announcement on the second because it seems a peculiar date to, to do it, perhaps. But um, any ideas from you guys? Any thoughts on what it, it may well be? Well, I saw something on Twitter earlier, which I believe everything is online, Rob. <laughs> I'm not. It was it was a list of about... me. <laughs> it had eight potential names. I don't know how legitimate they are, but they were all. Horrific, and I'm just seeing whether I can find them now. Um, I can't. Obviously, Washington presidents is is one of them. Um, yeah, I can't remember, and I can't find it. So rather than just waffle on, I'll try and find it. Armada, yeah, I don't know. Brigade commanders. These, you found them. Found some, yeah. Commanders. Great, I think, what I've seen is the forefront because there was um. Oh, was it Red Wings or Red Hawks or something like that? They were talking about doing... Red Hawks. Red Hawks. Yeah, Red Hawks. So, a lot of but said for me, when I saw the Red Hawks, that's just as bad, isn't it? Because that's that was a squadron, an Air Force squadron, wasn't it, in the World War, which was predominantly made from uh, Indian Americans. Um, 
So surely, I don't know, is that going down and let's celebrate their heritage or is that going down the, the same sort of lines? I don't know. You'd hope there'd be some sort of conversation if that was the case, you know what I mean? It's sort of, you've got to be careful. It's also the Washington football team's back room here making this decision, which we know from current events of having the NFL over recent years, that Washington football team back room is morally a little bit off-centre anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Is it just that I like the Washington football team name? I like like the logo that they've got um, for it. It's you know, it's simple and but it looks quite crisp and retro and yeah. modern. If it's that uh, new kind of new age retro look, out of the names that I've seen, I'd quite like them to stick with the Washington football team. Yeah, me too. Uh, I don't know whether they will. It's not very American, is it? They've um, they haven't, haven't they? Which they're not. Have they? Do we think, oh. just out of curiosity, I mean, do we think Ron Riviera's job comes under question a little bit? I doubt it comes under question too much, but you've had two not great seasons. I know last year they got to the playoffs. And there was a lot of things to that. And it was great they did get to the playoffs, but, you know, they've got a quite talented roster bar, the QB. It comes a point where they've got to start doing better, surely. Um, maybe for me, I think... He brought in a QB and fits. I think he's lost him. He lost a few other players of injury. I think he'll get what's hard. Um, yeah, I think he needs to make some moves in the in the off season. I think they need to draft, draft smart. And yeah, they have got a, I guess, a window of opportunity that they're fast approaching with with the age of their squad and that. But uh, no, I can't think of many people better to be in there than Ron Rivera because it's like the, the back room is. Sketchy. Um, I think Ron Rivera is a very level-headed guy to be in there and in the, the front of that organisation. So uh, I think they roll with him anyway. No. Well, if moving on from that, then it brings us to my game of choice, which was the um, Arizona Cardinals at the Dallas Cowboys. Two teams. I think at the time they were both secured in the playoffs, but they certainly are now. Um, I guess battling proceedings and positionings. And Rob and Fred went with a home Cowboys win, uh, wrongly, and <laughs> saw the upset coming a mile away. Uh, obvious, you know, everyone can see it, I guess. Um, lumped on the Cardinals and, and claimed a point back. So it's a good game by all accounts, I'll be honest. I haven't seen very much of it. Um, and the game was quite distracting. <laughs> so that, that kind of Took my eye a little bit, but from what I have seen, Cardinals got out early. Um, well, the Cowboys a little bit by surprise on offense. Um, Titans open him second quarter. They put the points on the board, uh, ten to seven. Held the Cowboys in, in the third to a zero score, uh, and then was just able to hang on. And I think at the end of the game, they they were genuinely hanging on. Uh, I think the Cardinals needed to win the game. I think they were. Heading to the playoffs, but devoid of any real confidence or belief in themselves. I think to go into the stadium of another playoff contender and actually beat them, I think, would give them a huge lift. Uh, they had to support the slide that they was on. I think they'd been three defeats in a row before that. So, um, no real outstanding 
performances anywhere. Arizona's best receiver, Chris Kurtz, 60, 79 yards. Tyler Murray, 263 through the air and two touchdowns. Uh, Dak did have three touchdowns with 226 uh, through the air. And, and no, nothing really stood out. I think the key to the game for me was the turnovers. I think, from memory, Dak Prescott had three or four, three fumbles and a, an interception, I believe it was. So uh, I really think that was the key to the game, giving the ball back to Cardinals. Adam to went up the Cardinals defense. Stood firm. I was going to say, you were surprised with the result, but you both loved for a Cowboys win. So I guess you're both surprised with the result, right? Yeah, well, I mean, I thought, I mean, Rob feels the same, I think, from what we said last week. But I mean, I thought the Cowboys were looking so good at 11 and 4, and they coming into, you know, hitting a high ceiling at the right time. Uh, and the Cardinals were the complete reverse. They were just sort of seemed to be regressing and regressing and l- losing to good teams and then losing to bad teams as well. And, you know, they didn't really seem like they were heading in the right direction at all. Um, so it is a real surprise, to be perfectly honest with you. I'd, I would have been, I'm fairly confident, you know, I was really, really confident the Cowboys would win that. Yeah, I think, like Fred says, the Cowboys, I sort of feel like they've got probably one of the highest ceilings <laughs> in terms of offensive play and things seem to be coming together for them and heading into this game, they were probably the healthiest that they've been all season. Um, but obviously they lost Michael Gallup uh, early in the game. Um, but, you know, the Cardinals are a good team as well. Um, although, like you've said, Dan, they did the best to try and throw the game away. At the end, but Kyle Murray, yeah. um, you know, did a... Did a decent job, and yeah, I think it was another game which could have gone either way. Um, but I just felt like last week sitting there, the the way that they were trending, it was like the Cowboys with this unlimited ceiling of offense was just mm-hmm. growing, mm-hmm. and the Cardinals were which team's going to turn up? Well, the Cowboys lost back from Gallup now, that's a, a big concern heading into the playoffs for them. Who was that? Sorry, he just broke up again. Gallup, did you say? Yep. Yeah, obviously lost him on that 21-yard touchdown pass um, early in the game. They've still got plenty of, you know, they've still got plenty of uh, options on offence. But yeah, losing a player like that, you lose another option as well, don't you? Sorry, I'm slightly distracted. Do you think we can be excited by the cards again? Because again, you just look at that, what options they've got receiver core wise, Kurt Green, you know, Zach Hurts at tight end. They've got so, so many good options. Everyone's smiling. So many good options. Um, and it, they look so good on paper that you feel they could hurt anyone. But it's just, again, they almost fluffed their lines at the end of the fourth quarter last time around. Uh, can we be excited again? I think for me, the, the Cardinals. I think if you're facing them, you're not daunted by the task of facing them. But likewise, the Cardinals also have the ability to beat you. I think you'd have been so, terrified if, if you'd have played them, the team we saw in the first seven weeks. But yeah, I agree with you. The team that we've seen the last, however many it's been, six, seven after that, yeah, they're, they're not daunted at all. You just wonder, you know, they'd... They've only put 25 points up, I think, twice in the last five or six weeks. So I know they've struggled with injuries offensively. Um, they've struggled with injuries defensively as well. But 
Yeah, they don't seem to be the same team that they were in the early part of the season, so they're not as scary as, as they once were. Yeah. So we're going to start on our, our three games then. So to summarise, 2-2-2 two, two and two across the board. Just trying to put up the scores now of where we stand. So leaves Rob on 28 in third, Dan on 30, and Fred three points clear, 33. So... Um, Obviously, last surprise, surprise. Um, <laughs> yeah, Fred, you didn't see that. Rob's just been a group living over there that my wife was frantically waving in the background. And oh, right. Everyone was smiling and laughing. <laughs> you obviously didn't see her, but not to see her. Dancing and prancing and waving her arms around in the background as as Rob was trying to talk. Yeah, that that was why. Yeah, that was why. A bit <laughs> lost my train of thought, and then. Why are you message saying? Because I was, am I okay? Because I was just like, I was just smiling because it put me off slightly. Maybe <laughs> for alcohol and ice cream, one of them nights. So. <laughs> um, around the NFL, then other things of note: um, Rams eat through past the Ravens, twenty points to nineteen. Maybe not. I should be upset, but the Rams look like they should maybe tie up the. The NFC West, it's their hands anyway now if they can beat the Niners at the weekend. So Stafford was poor. Um, pardon? Stafford was poor. Yeah, I yes. would be concerned if I was a Rams fan. Me too. Uh, yeah. Early part of the season, they couldn't. They looked like they couldn't keep up with the Cardinals. They then caught up with them, and now Matt Stafford's thrown three picks two weeks in a row. And uh, you can beat a Ravens team if you throw three interceptions when they're ravaged by injuries and shorthanded and the week before you can beat a Vikings team by throwing three picks because you know despite all the talent they've got on the offensive side of the ball they can't really punish people or string it together but when they get into the playoffs if that Matt Stafford's going to turn up and throw three picks a game I think they're going to get punished and um, you know Stafford's had some good moments this year um, and they're going to need that version of him in the postseason if they're going to have any hope of progressing that far. You compare this to the Packers, and the Packers look really good week in, week out. Very few. They do have some close games, but there's very few errors, and you can sort of. Games are going to be close at times. The Rams, Stafford, particularly, I mean, he's going to be this absolute stud QB, and he's thrown, you know, pick after pick after pick in these last sort of six to seven weeks. And it'd be it's scary because, again, I've mentioned this before, but he's going into his third playoff campaign. He's not one in the first two. It's not as if he went with complete donkeys to the other two playoffs. He has got a much more talented roster now, granted. But, you know, the pressure's only ramping up from here for him. And he's not going into this firing on all cylinders. I'd be concerned. I agree with Rob. I don't know about anyone else, but, yeah. Well, they beat the Niners. They get the second seed in the division. Uh, that's where the win division, second seed in the conference. Um, Lose to the Niners and the Cards will overtake them and they drop down to five then and they don't have that home game and all opens up a little bit in that conference then. So, what do you reckon? Well, we've got to pick a game next show, I guess. So, uh, that one may well be an interesting one, right? <laughs> Just see. Um, other scores of note then in week 17. Bear with me because I pushed the wrong button and lost them all. There we go. Um, well, Titans walked over the Dolphins 34-3. No mm. 
real surprise, I guess. And they've got Derek Henry back practicing this week. Um, the biggest surprise there is that they, they won the AFC South, but they've also took control of the one seed in the AFC, mm-hmm. which I think is huge because if there's a team that you wouldn't necessarily want to have any right now, I think it's probably the Titans because I think they're a little bit bumped and bruised and Henry's out and getting in the one seed. I don't think the home field advantage is going to matter too much, but they're the team I think that will most benefit by having a week's practice. I think Julio and AJ Brown have <clears throat> had their niggles and injuries, and Derek Henry's been out. And I just think that if you were going to play the Titans in the playoffs, you'd probably want to play on wild card weekend rather than let them have another week to prepare and get healthier. So I think that's huge there. Um, Patriots, Jags, Fred, quickly. Probably not yeah, the score, but we must be happy with the manner of it. Oh, absolutely. It was just domination from start to finish. From about the seventh minute of the second quarter, I was already looking forward to Hoyer time. You know, the Jags are a mess offensively. Not having James Robinson doesn't help. Um, Trevor Lawrence started okay, then just got worse and worse and worse through as the game went on. So good for the Patriots. It's the game they needed to try and kickstart things again after back-to-back defeats for me. But uh, Raiders, Colts, Raiders. Funny one, right? Started well, had a huge lot of turmoil. Went away a little bit with the distractions, I guess they had, but they, they're sort of right in that shit. They've kept themselves in the playoff hunt. They've picked up a win over a good Colts team. Um, going into week 18, they've, they've got it in their own hands. They're in a win and in situation next week uh, against the Chargers. So, it was a decent result for the Raiders ahead of beat the Colts, I'd say. Yeah, I think that's probably the biggest surprise of the week for me. Um, as we've spoken about on here throughout the weeks, the Colts are getting better and better. I felt like they were really showing that they're legitimate contenders, uh, particularly with back-to-back wins over the Patriots and Cardinals. Um, the Raiders haven't been that good recently, particularly after you know what it is. I'm not so sure, but obviously they're well-documented. Off-field issues hasn't helped them, but you know with that win, the Raiders still find themselves in with a chance of a wild-card spot. Yeah. Um, Chiefs Bengals, probably the highlight game I guess of the week. Fantastic from Joe Burrow and the boys at the Bengals. Clinton, they actually North first time since 2015. Um, they rode their luck doing it a little bit, I think, some, especially late on with the penalties from the Chiefs there, giving them the extra drives and that. But uh, all credits from Joe Burrow over the last couple of weeks has looked some quarterback with me. The picture that we saw was there, I guess, is coming out. It's been amazing, really. And, you know, you mentioned the Chiefs, you know, giving her a bit of help, and they did, but that's that's a failing of the Chiefs, isn't it? You know, the, the Bengals have done superbly. Burrow's been brilliant. Jamar Chase has just been insane for a rookie. You know, you couldn't make it up what he's done. Um, and people calling him a bust in the summer because his training camps weren't good and his pre-season wasn't great, but he's been brilliant. Justin Jefferson set that record last year for a rookie receiver, and I genuinely thought it'd be a long time before we see it beat. And Jamar Chase is beating now, 14-29 receiving yards. Um, I'm really pleased he did it this week as well, rather than next week. Mm. So it is a 16-game comparison, and they don't put an asterisk next to it. Say, but he did beat you, but he had another game. I'm really pleased he's been done it in 16 games and beat it fair and square. He was lucky uh, he played against that Chiefs secondary, but yeah. Well, didn't get started. You couldn't see the ball, could he? <laughs> you missed the white stripes and you had the college ball. He couldn't see the football, but he couldn't catch it. So... <laughs> To get to where he's got to from where he was is, is some achievement. So, I don't know. I don't think nobody's going to be haunted facing the Bengals in the playoffs. But, hey, they'll certainly 
got nothing to lose now. Do you think it throws more questions up in the AFC? Because it does for me. Because I felt like the Chiefs started poorly and then they've looked like they're getting back on track. And yeah. I know we spoke about the Bengals. I think it's Fred that said that they may be a year or two away, which I'd agree with. Um, but I've read today that the media are putting them as legitimate Super Bowl contenders. But when you look at the Bengals, yeah. But when you look at when you look at the AFC picture in the playoffs, I wouldn't say the Super Bowl contenders, but to win it, but maybe to get there because every team in the AFC is beating everybody else. Mm. It's changing week on week. Could you imagine if the Colts and Chargers wrap up the last two wildcard spots? Who would you bank on being the top team in the AFC? And I think anybody there could beat anybody. You could have any one of those seven teams make the Super Bowl. They all have definitive pros and cons, don't they? I mean, the Bengals are a great example. They're so powerful offensively. The Chiefs are a great example on the other side. Their cons, they haven't sorted their defence. All that's happened is their offence is working again now, and their offence is brilliant. But they have massive issues. They still consider 34 points. They still gave away a load of penalties at a crucial time. You know, but again, they could also beat anyone. There's no one that sticks out as particularly the best Um you know, even the weaker rosters in general at the Patriots are probably the most complete rosters in the sense of there's no weak spots. There's just not a massively, you know, there's not two or three players who think they're going to take the game away from you, no matter how good Matt Judon and JC Jackson have been, you know, so it is so open for me. I agree, I agree with you. Agreed, yeah. I think Raiders and Chargers probably I wouldn't have in that conversation, but yeah, I think the rest of them certainly depends on the day and who turns up and who performs and who had the occasion of the pressure, but just really quickly on that one, did you see the press conference with Jamar Chase where they informed him he had more receiving yards than Patrick Mahomes had throwing yards in that game? <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame. He genuinely, he genuinely didn't believe it. And seemed very chuffed with himself when he did. Um, yeah, Jamar Chase had 266 receiving yards. Patrick Mahomes had 259 throwing yards. He had just <laughs> seven more yards of Mahomes' through for which... It's an incredible stat in itself, to be honest with you. Mm. <clears throat> so, fair play to Jamar Chase, seems a talent. Um, Falcons, Bills, Rob, much more to say over that one. You started okay for half a game. Only for the third <laughs> quarter before you towered off as normal. Um, not a game I was looking forward to. Um... Normally, I'd come in from work and race home, 6 o'clock, get the TV on, and by 7.30, I'm ready to throw the remote through the TV. Um, isolating due to COVID, I had all day to sit on my own and <laughs> build myself up to it. And uh, Yeah, I was not looking forward to it. Got a pizza in the oven, got a beer, and thought, you know what, in an hour's time, I'll, I'll be ready to go to bed. But at halftime, we had the lead, 15-14, couldn't quite believe it. I felt like we were good value for being in the game. I didn't think it'd be close at all. Um, and I felt like we played well. Unfortunately, second half came out and um, you know, completely different. The Bills took control. Singletary got 110 rushing yards. Uh, Josh Allen got 81, two touchdowns. Um, Singletary got two touchdowns as well. You know, kept Stefan Diggs to 52 yards. We got three interceptions. 
we did keep Josh Allen to 11 of 26 and 120 passing yards. So, um, bit of a positive. And I sort of liked in the first half what Dean Pease was doing with the defence. <laughs> defence is not good and we don't get pressure to the quarterback. But the looks that we were giving Buffalo and the way that we were scheming up and running defensive plays was really making Josh Allen think twice about where can he go with the ball and uh, that caused a bit of confusion which probably led to the three interceptions that we had um, but like I say second half it just sort of we didn't score a point and they scored 15 so it just sort of you know they ran away with it then but on the whole you know playing Buffalo like that I it could have been a I expected something like a Patriots Jack score 50-10 I didn't even okay. think we'd score 10 to be honest so overall not too disheartened looking forward to next year Fair enough. Last of the early games was the my Bucks and New York Jets. Um, <clears throat> I think from what I've seen of it, the Bucks seems like they would turn up in New York and win the game because of who they are and what they are. And fair play to New York, they come out both sides of the ball and, and battled hard and, and and fought. And we had the place to win it. We have some key injuries down, but we were still a far better team and should have actually been more professional in that job. Um, talking point Antonio Brown I guess let's touch upon it um, <laughs> had a row I guess only a handful of people do know what the row was about or, and what transpired and I guess it may stay that way that only a handful of people ever know what actually transpired on that sideline but um, he stripped he threw his jersey he threw his pads he threw his shirt he threw his gloves in the crowd and he hopscotched his way out of there Want of a better phrase of he signs to the crowd and, and waving on his little merry jog out. What did you guys make of it? Because I found watching it, it seemed so surreal at the time. It's wild, isn't it? Like, apparently, I mean, from what I've heard and what I've seen, I'm sure you've all seen the same things, but Arians was going to put him in the next play and he said, no, I'm not going back out there. Evans tries to calm him down and then all of a sudden he's stripping off and... There's something clearly wrong. I mean, that's not a that's not a healthy thing to do, is it? Even if you are really angry, you don't make a song and dance for it. Do you know? What I mean, you go down the tunnel and and head away as much out of sight as you can in a stadium full of people, I guess. But there's clearly something going on there with him. And he's Antonio yeah. Brown, mate. He was never going to walk away quietly. Was um, no. The talk of what happened. I mean, there's, there's tons of issues to believe. Antonio um, Brown's come out and said he was injured, and Aaron's just trying to force him in, and he wasn't fit to play. The other rumour is that Brown was unhappy that he was so close to uh, certain conditions in his contract that meant he got bonuses and he wasn't getting targeted and he wasn't actually getting reps and snaps because, because of that, the Bucks were trying to essentially withhold that potential income from him. Um, yeah, as I say, I think only a handful of people will ever know the real reason as to why. Yeah, I was just going to touch upon that point because I think he had three bonuses which he was yeah. within such a major of, which could have totaled just short of a million dollars, which were Correct. receptions. It was a couple yeah. short for $333,333. Yeah. One more touchdown for another 333 k And yeah. total yards, which he was less than 100 away from, I think, for another 333 k So... Um, yeah, I'd you know I'd not seen the game because I'm watching the Falcons, but I, from what I did see, it seems 
think that when he was on the field, Brady seemed to be trying to target him when he was open. Um, so I didn't think Brady was going against it. I mean, from a organizational standpoint, if it's a million dollars in a multi-billion dollar industry for the betterment of your team, you'd throw that guy the ball if he's the best option you've got, right? Yeah, he's going to win games, surely. On that, on that, go back to the last game last year, Bob. It was an Atlanta game, so you may remember it. <clears throat> Antonio Brown needed yards, receptions, and touchdowns for bonuses last year. Same situation. He got 14 targets with 11 catches. He needed 11 catches. He needed 126 yards. I think he got 138. He needed two touchdowns, and he got three touchdowns. <clears throat> the same organization that fed him for the whole game in Week 17 last year. You can't tell me now withholding <laughs> that from him. And there's still a game to go. Mm. Yeah. That's the thing I don't get. By him walking off, <clears throat> he now isn't going to get it. There's still a game to go against what is a very poor Carolina side at home. <clears throat> yeah. So, and not, I don't buy that the organization keeping money for this. And then playoff bonuses, super bowl bonuses. <clears throat> you know, there's a really good chance of all of those things. Where he, he wasn't going to walk away poor, was he, at the end of the season? And, and he's probably given up his week 17 game check now. And he's probably, you know, given away next week. Uh, no, sorry, 17 as in last week and um, week 18 this week. His game check. He's probably forfeited those as well. So it's two weeks' wages down as well, or two seventeenths well, of the season. I mean, I don't think he necessarily needs the money uh, yeah. as such. Um, well, he can afford those when Mike Evans, boots. When Mike Evans is one of people say the nicest people in the sport, and when he tries to reason with you and actually he gives up, then you probably. Lost everybody else, right? Because he walks past other coaches or front office staff or other people associated with the Bucks, and not one of them bothers to try and console him or stop it. They just let him go. Um, I think a lot of it comes through about this vaccine issue he had. Um, obviously, we had two people suspended for that at the time. Um, one came back in, was getting hugs and praises. Um, Got an interception in the game, so I'm sure that certainly helped his celebrations. And, and Antonio Brown's there thinking maybe that these guys have all got the other with me and it isn't the same treatment. But I'm pretty sure one guy come back in with his cow between his legs, and I'm not sure Antonio Brown maybe would have done that. So how you endear yourself to the, the other people around you, isn't it? Just quickly as well, the way the Jets finished that game to me seemed mental. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Mike LaFleur was thinking, getting your rookie five foot ten or whatever QB to try a QB sneak on four and two. It stank of the Raiders game last year. I'm sure they thought it was groundhog day. Poor offensive calling. Give the opposition a minute and a half to go get a touchdown. They do. There's just Jets all over in it. Um, I didn't mind the call. <clears throat> I don't mind them going for four and two because they win the game right there. Well, they could um, have run the gut, surely. I think the call was wrong. The call yeah. was wrong, yes. The, the Going for it, I think, was right. The play call that they chose to take was wrong. <clears throat> I also think the play call was a pick play, if you will. <clears throat> Winning that game didn't ultimately help the Jets. They were expected to lose it. They were anticipated to lose it. And ultimately, that time, they still hadn't lost it. But mm. still had to go and win it. So, I, I didn't think they felt they could maybe necessarily lose from that decision. So, um, And I didn't think if they'd lost the game, they ultimately might have too much as an organisation. 
that's why I did that one. Okay. Um, just put the finish Antonio Brown. Bruce Arians said that he won't be a buck again. Obviously, he hasn't actually been released yet, um, which I'm strongly in favour of because I can see someone like the Titans or the Packers picking him up, offering him a three-week contract. You can keep Antonio Brown happy for three weeks, right? You haven't got to worry about him upsetting everybody if he's there for three weeks just to catch the ball um, and going into the playoffs. That's a scary prospect. You don't want to face him, do you? You think he'd be the sort of person to find a way to really fire himself up for those few weeks if he was up against you as well, wouldn't you? But if you're you're met the floor, you're at the Packers and you're in the playoffs and Antonio Brown becomes available for next to nothing, I'm probably mm. sure, an incentive-only contract, you're not going to worry about your dressing room harmony because your QB's leaving in the summer anyway. He deals around five receivers in his last year. Okay, you might franchise tag him, but you want to win the Super Bowl. So even if he comes in, he's going to be happy for a week or ten days anyway, and then you've only got another ten days to get him through. Yeah. So you would just put him in there, surely, right? Go get oh, no, Thank you very much. See you later. Him and Rogers could bond over the vaccine. Thoughts? Yeah. Um, an option open to the Bucks is they won't release him. Thankfully, they can actually put him under what's called a contract, a conduct detrimental to the club provision, which means they can fine him one week's salary and suspend him without pay for up to four games. I think that may be the option there. They're talking to the NFL about how that pans out. Um, the other option is obviously Antonio Brown's come out and said he is injured. So just go, great. Yeah, you are injured, but you're on IR. Thank you very much. See you later. <laughs> but it just stops anybody else picking him up in that meantime. So if Antonio Brown was playing that card, why not just? Into um, last one, really quickly. I'm wary of the time. Um, 49ers beat Texans, no surprises there. Chargers beat Broncos, kept their hopes alive. They're winning in. Saints, likewise, Saints beat Panthers. They've kept their hopes alive. There's a very slim chance they make the playoffs. God forbid. Uh, we hope Rob's Falcons can do all they can next week to stop that. Seahawks suddenly turned up 51 points. DK Metcalf decided to, to play this football year after all. Um, beating the Lions. <clears throat> Packers won 37-10 against the Vikings. Probably no surprises whatsoever. Uh, and Big Ben played his last game at Pinesfield. The Steelers coming out 26-14 victors over the Browns, who really quickly, guys, two minutes are an absolute joke, aren't they, right? You're going to start believing me now? A lot of things have gone wrong for him. Mayfield's been injured. He shouldn't have played through his injury. He'd have been better off getting fit and firing on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. Instead, you've had a mishmash of a QB for the last seven, eight weeks. And, you know, you've had a mishmash of a side. QB, Fred. But a brilliant actor. Very good actor. Very good. No, I don't know. I think he's better than this. I think he's, you know, architect of his own downfall, or maybe other people have put pressure on him to play. I think Case Keenum, when Case Keenum came in, did it right. So they should have concentrated on getting him fit and made a run for the playoffs later in the year. But, you know, they've got what they reap, what they sow. Yeah. Hi, guys. Rob, you done? Anything to add? No, all good, I think. Fine. Guys, thank you for your time. Uh, that concludes our week 17 review. We've overrun slightly, sorry. Felt like there's a lot to talk about. Um, but we'll be back soon, I guess, with our final regular season, the first ever week 18 preview show. Speak to you soon. Cheers, guys. Thanks, guys. Cheers, thank Thanks. you.